Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. And I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. So, uh, Stuart, you were going to talk a bit about uh, how we finance our existing properties or our future properties or how we finance property. Yeah. Where, you, where, where you wanted to go with that? Well, you were talking <laughs> about being an angel investor the last time we had a chat. And I thought a natural thing there, well, we started talking about the fact that they were using a bridging loan. Well, you mentioned that they were taking a bridging loan, but also that you had no security on that property. So it just got me to thinking about how how we decide on which mortgage product or borrowing product that we're going to use. Because so, for example, on your portfolio, I'm guessing you have what I would consider standard buy-to-let products, but... Is that the case? Mostly. Uh, one of my properties is uh, used to be the property I lived in. So that's actually got a, a residential mortgage with a... Um, consent to let. That's the word. Thank you. I couldn't think of the word consent for some reason. But yes, consent to let, um, which um, they, I think, charged me 50 quid for or something. Yeah, it's really good if you can do that. Yep. And um, and yeah, so that, that's still on that mortgage all day, actually. That's hasn't got very much longer left on its terms. I'm going to have to change that mortgage at some point, which is a shame because it's it a yeah, good interest rate. <laughs> I've done that once, and I was just about to say that's the that's the reason it's really good is because, well, generally you can't get further borrowing on a consent to let, but you do get to retain the, the residential interest rate, i.e. quite a low interest rate versus a buy-to-let product. Yeah, um, that... That mortgage is um, on a, I think it's a 1% above base tracker. So it's 1.25? What, what, what are we on there? 0.25%? Uh, the base rate's 0.75, is it? Maybe? Well, uh, oh, crikey, I should know It's low. That's what, it's low. It's yeah. low, I think, is the bottom line, isn't it? Yes. That's it really low. good, isn't it? Well, under 2% in anyone's money is pretty Yes. Pretty bloody good, isn't it? You're not going to get under ten percent for any borrowing anywhere else, are you? No, indeed. I'm, I'm going to miss that mortgage when uh, when I have to replace it. Yeah, well, it's good because I didn't even I didn't even expect us to go here. But you, you've talked about actually before you even move on to a a buy to let product, you, you can actually get a product on a residential, which is the consent to let, which it just means they're giving you the right to to rent out that property legally. Yep, indeed. So when I, I first started renting out that property, I rented it out to lodgers. Um, and uh, I'm not actually sure if I checked with the mortgage company before that. But if, if I did, I don't think they were too fast. The, uh, the consent to let was only uh, when, I, when I moved out and started mm. letting it as a whole. Yeah. So then the others then, I would assume, are on buy-to-lets. Yes. Yep. Standard buy-to-let mortgages. Um, uh, one more tracker and... Um, others are fixed rate. Typical loan to value. Yes, they were um, when they were first first got a, a sort of seventy five percent ish um, sort of mark. Um, some of them are quite old now. Um, the, the two tracker ones, particularly, are the oldest ones, and um, and now their the loan to value is much lower than that because the the property prices or property value, should I say, has increased. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm reluctant to, to remortgage off the uh, off the nice low interest rates <laughs> well it's interesting because you've mentioned tracker most of in fact all of mine i believe are fixed 
fixed rate. Mm-hmm. When did you take yours out? So the two trackers, um, the first one was in, oh, crikey, it's testing my memory, 2002, I think. And the second one was in, I think it was, wasn't until 2004, I think. Um, uh, so they're old. They are old, old mortgages. <laughs> so they're the same mortgages you've had for 18 plus years? Those two, yep. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so in my um, in my property investing career, uh, I have um, I have not made the most of uh, of the capital value of my properties. So if I'd been working them much harder, I would have remortgaged those earlier, extracted more uh, more equity, more cash out of them, and uh, and gone round again, putting mm. that into into new properties. Um, uh, but I had a, a long period where I got distracted by uh, by a career in IT and uh, and building a family. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, they they got uh, rather neglected, and and now they've they've been there so long that uh, the interest rates or the base rate has dropped dramatically, and um, and it seems a shame to uh, to lose the the low trackers. Well, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's actually a good thing. It's just a long time. It's funny how I think you and I are definitely we have complete opposite ends of the spectrum because <laughs> i don't think there's one mortgage i've had for you know if if, if i have a, i have a fixed rate and the reason i do fixed rate is just because well two reasons well a couple of reasons one is i, I always need to know when that product's going to expire and i don't want to mm-hmm. have a product that's going to last too long because i don't know what i'm going to do with the property i i don't know if i'm going to need to offload it mm-hmm. i also i love to have fixed um you know, fixed cost structure, so I kind of yeah. I, so I know what's coming out, and yeah. you know, one could argue, well, that could be lower now, and it, in some cases, yeah, I don't doubt that's the case, but actually, I've planned for it. It's... But also, surely it's got to be because fixed rates are cheapest. Yeah, yeah, and you pay the lowest amount. Yeah, I mean, the, these days, the the two trackers I've got a one percent above base and one point two five above base, I think. Um, but these days, trackers, you don't so get... so jealous, I want to throw a chair at you. <laughs> you. You don't get trackers that, that low anymore. I mean, I think no. you're looking more at 2% above base, if not more. Um, and, and of course, if you're looking at standard variable, which is a, the other option, and that's, that's much, much higher. Yeah. Um, so, so fixed rates are, the, generally speaking, the, the, the cheapest option. Um, and as you say, the most predictable, reliable option. Um, so I was interested in you saying you you go for fairly short ones. So the most recent remortgage I did, um, I opted for a, for a five year fix. Um, so my my reason being that rates are fairly cheap at the moment, uh, and there's lots of political turmoil going on at the moment, and I wanted to to sort of see my way through that without having to worry about what what effect it might have. Mm. Um, so I'm guessing you haven't gone for anything as long as a, a five year fix. Never. No, I, it's. Three years maximum for me. Mm. I think I'm sure some minor two years uh, in terms of the detail. But again, you know, on the topic we're talking about, so you're talking about 75% loan to value, buy to let mortgages. Most of mine are um, HMO mortgages, so house multiple occupation mortgages. And the difference for me is I tend to go for an 85% loan-to-value products. Mm. And hopefully the reasons are obvious on that. It's just less cash in. So obviously we're paying a 15% deposit as opposed to a 25% deposit. However, the difference is we're paying a much higher rate, certainly probably more than double 
what you're paying on those two properties of yours we're talking about. I think my cheapest will be 4.59%. Yeah, because not only are you um, borrowing on HMO mortgages, you're also borrowing in a limited company, I think, aren't you? Which, which again pushes rates up for some of them yeah so I've got HMO in both personal and limited company names right and it's a good point actually I'm not sure there is much of a difference in the ones I've got but I mean I do remember the rates off my head because I've got so many of them but mm-hmm. it, they start at basically 4.59 4.79 and then 5.29 depending on the the term oh, wow that's getting really quite quite pricey <laughs> yeah so I've got I've had some that are on 5.29 again some of them I've picked because I've got no early redemption charges, so no ERCs. That's important to me if I need to change something quite quickly on some of them. Mm-hmm. So another consideration for me. But we were talking as well previously about the, the property you'd invested as an angel investor and then they were bridging. So mm-hmm. and I thought that was quite interesting because I think the reason why you get these things. So I think a standard buy-to-let mortgage just makes sense. That's what you're going to borrow against for me it's quite important to get a high leverage because I'm using that capital because I'm trying to build a business quite quick. However, the downside is we don't have the rates that that you're getting and also I'm quite leveraged, which only if if the market improves over time, then that gets better. Yep. But that's a big risk. But Yeah, the the higher the leverage, the the higher the amplification of the market effect. Yeah. For me personally, though, the the leverage the leverage is less of an issue in a in a um, fluctuating market, provided I know I've got people in there. Because provided the the rental income is what around what it should be, then for me, yeah, a, a, a if if property prices fall and you effectively run out of equity in a property, yeah, that only matters if you want to remortgage. Or, or if sell. you want to sell, yeah, yeah. So if you're happy holding, then doesn't matter. Write it out. Yeah, and then that's I have to. Well, I have to for my own sanity. I think okay, in five year chunks. I mean, I can't think past a year in my own planning or life. But as far as the property is concerned, I always think I'm not going to consider what I'll do with this property outside of five years. It's a five year increment, and then that way I don't worry about. So you're you're planning your properties five years out. You won't take a, a five-year fixed mortgage. No, because I like to take another. Op- you know, I'd like to know that in. So again, it comes back to the ERC, ERCs for me. So if I took a take a five-year product, typically, yeah, most of them. If I look, let's say within the first two years of changing products, you'll pay three percent of the mortgage amount. You know, uh, in the first year. Uh, with only say two years remaining, you might pay two percent. Then with one year remaining, it's one percent. Yeah, that all adds up if you want to change product. And, and yeah. I'm, I'm doing that now. So on one of the properties, it's uh, it's the thirteen bed actually, mm-hmm. which is actually uh, two properties on one freehold. But I think I'm still in around three percent early repayment charge. Why would I consider doing that? Why would I consider changing products? Because I can get a higher loan to value on a different product which even if I take the ERC fees out will still give me some money back and actually the monthly payments will still be a few hundred pounds lower than the current product. And that for me is why... Improving cash flow. Improving cash flow and actually putting cash in the bank. And with investors, you know, I kind of need to recycle cash fairly frequently. So that's why I 
don't ever look at a five-year fixed product because it worries me that, okay, if I need to do something, I've just then got more costs at the back end. Yeah, yeah, that makes absolute sense. And I think planning five years out is extremely hard. Um, I mean, in my case, I know I'm not going to do anything with the property for five years, so it's, mm. it's easy. But where you've, you, um, your, your business is a lot more dynamic, mm. so I think you, you are sensible to have those options open. Um, so the angel investment that I made recently, or a while ago now, but I'm hopefully getting back, um, was put together with Bridging Finance to actually purchase property and do the refurb. Uh, so I've I've seen sort of the bridging process from afar, um, but I've never actually been through it myself. But I think you have, Stuart. Have you? Is that I have. Right? I have been through it. I'm about to go through it again. So how is that? How does that? Third time, maybe. Ooh, okay. So excellent. <laughs> Lots of experience. So what's it like? How does it compare to uh, to other financing approaches? It's more expensive. <laughs> That's the first point. So you've talked about circa uh, 1.75, 2% interest rate per annum, mm-hmm. just, just to be clear. On a bridge, my limited experience, so I've got a little bit of experience, but is anywhere between 064 and 1% per month. In my head, it's always 1% per month. So mm-hmm. if we obviously, if we were to model it out, you're paying 12% per annum versus 2% or under. That's the, yeah. that's the difference. However, you know, obviously, as we know, the bridge is, is when you're looking for speed. So I first used a bridge when I was buying an auction. Yep. And the reason I do that, let, let's take, you know, I, I use Kent Reliance a lot and I'm, I'm not going to denigrate them. They've, they've actually been a good bank, which is part of one savings bank. But they will follow a certain level of due diligence and each bank will be their own. But to, to even think about being able to buy a property in 28 days would worry me greatly with, with that bank. And as it would with any other high street bank, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think that's generally accepted as impossible on a standard mortgage. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, bridge lenders, you know, I can think of the main ones, you know, Interbay, Land Bay, um, Shawbrook. Yeah. Together, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah, I've heard of them. But I don't, yeah, um, so yeah, why why would we consider bridging because of the speed to market? And actually, I think you know some bridges can can transfer funds within fourteen days. So I think, I think there are other um, other situations where you may have to use a bridge as well. So, for example, um, if a property is uninhabitable, yeah. um, generally speaking, you can't get a mortgage on that property. Very good. So, um, so you end up having to look at other finance and and bridges and bridging is more flexible on that point isn't it yeah and i'm using bridging on another purchase now purely because um because i want i want this i want to get access to the property very very quickly so i'm prepared to pay a little bit more just to get access to the property do what i want to do and then get the borrowing you know very similar to the people you've invested with to get the standard borrowing and hopefully get all of my money back out mm-hmm. of that, including the costs paid. I'm still on a bridge at the moment. I purchased a property in October where that's on a bridge and that's, that is, that's why I've got 0.64 in my head because that's what we pay on a monthly basis. Another benefit there, though, is that that gets rolled up to the end of the product. So we signed up to that product for, and actually that's a really good rate because even if we model that out for the year, for the 12 months, that's whatever that is, just over 7% uh, per annum. We're hoping to sell the property before then, but if I needed to, you know, we'd, we'd um, remortgage that on a standard buy-to-let 
product. Um, it just gives us that flexibility. Um, so what's the application process actually like? Well, I think with a lot of, certainly in the limited company space, and we know a lot of people are migrating over to limited companies, you know, now you, you'll have to do a little um, business plan. Yeah, it sounds grand. Some of them aren't that grand, uh, you know, but the application process is, as you'd expect for people that are going to you know, assign money. I think the, the good thing with property, though, is, that, you know, that the valuation is always key because that's what they're loaning against. And this is why we, this conversation started, because you, you said you didn't have a charge on the property that you'd invested into. And that's because the banks will have that charge. So provided their valuer agrees with your assumptions or your, you know, your your diligence around what you think the property is worth, then um, then they'll um, you know provide you with those funds. So, so the application process I've always found to be fairly straightforward. Is it very similar to, to a standard mortgage in, in that respect, or standard buy to let mortgage anyway? Well, I think the difference that the sort of bit I'm alluding to is is when you're a limited company. I think you, you have to do a business plan, so you have to fill out things such as what you're projecting for the year, what your experience is. So that's a big one. They want to know how experienced you are. Again, w- when you say it out loud, it sounds really straightforward because why would they give someone money if it's you know if, if it's your very first development or property investment? They're going to be yeah you know reticent to. Yeah, you know, give give you certain funds. So yeah, might, might at least just be a, a red flag for them to dig into things a bit more. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And, and they'll do diligence around your your company and you know, your other property, and they'll they'll do a. But I think they do that in in buy to let now as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think buy to let from them to company, you have to put together business plans and um, sort of portfolio information and, and things like that as well, don't you? Yeah, I mean, for me, fortunately, you know, for the last year maybe two I've had a presentation that I share with investors anyway that I now just naturally share with new brokers new banks and I think that also helps in terms of confidence to show that you know you have a plan it it, you know identifies what your portfolio is what your experience is who your team is Mm -hmm. you know all of these things are quite important before people are going to give you that sort of money yeah indeed um so apart from getting the answers back faster it's the process is really very similar to to a standard mortgage. It's, I think the summary I'm I'm hearing. Yeah, I think it's yeah. My my experience of it is it's just a quicker process, um, which is both you know exciting and worrying at the same time. <laughs> it just really, you know you realise. I mean, my first experience was with was with a large property worth over you know half a million pounds, and you know that's a significant amount of money in anyone's business and. For me, my big learning was actually even buying with a bridge, you need to take your time, make sure you're making the right decisions and be clear about how you're getting out of that bridge. You know, you might not know explicitly what you're going to do. You know, I, I was so impatient to get away from the bridge that I took a, an incorrect product. And that's just being completely honest. And the product I took wasn't that much, well, it was better than the bridge, but it wasn't mm-hmm. huge amounts better mm-hmm. when I looked at it. It was over 5%. And, you know, I, I looked back at that and, you know, realised that, um, you know, I, sh- I should have made, I should have taken time to make better decisions, but I think I let the time frame. Do you do you get time limits on the bridge? Um, as in, do you, uh, do you up front say, I, I would like this bridge for six yeah. months or whatever? and 
Yeah, so they'll do that. But most good brokers will always say to you, you know, if, if you think your project's going to take four months, they'll say take at least six. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, any any broker worth his or her salt will say, you know, like so for this um, project I'm working on now, I said to the broker, you know, we're going to take six to eight months. And he said, okay, just do a year, mm-hmm. you know, which which is going to prove to be about right. So I think... Uh, do you tend to get early repayment charges on, on, on bridge loans? Or? Yeah, so... And that's a, it's a good point actually to make because with a lot of bridges, and again, every bank is different, every deal is different, but you'll always pay an entry fee. So, mm-hmm. you know, figures could be 1%, they could be 2%. So if you're buying a property for, for £200, £200,000, uh, £200,000. <laughs> if you're I'd buying like... a Monopoly house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so so you're, you're, you pay on purchasing the property and then you also pay on the exit of the of the bridge. So... Typically, again, one percent. So they are more expensive, mm. but for the right deals, that will stack up. But it's a good point to make because you're, you're not just paying the rate, just mm. like you'll pay and you'll pay valuation. So, I mean, yeah, without getting into all the details, but you're also going to pay for their solicitor fees. I and mean, this is where you realise how banks make money because you're paying for their solicitors, you're paying for valuations. <laughs> you know, you're paying a lot of money for these things, all of which gets wrapped up. So all of these things have to be considered when you're going into a deal. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of out of time, but were there any more uh, finance-related topics or questions or things you particularly wanted to, to squeeze into this episode? No, I think you mentioned something about using a bridge when property is uninhabitable, and I just thought there's a really good point there around not paying the additional stamp duty when something's uninhabitable but i think that could be brought up on another podcast we bring that out a bit just to bring some value to the yeah that sounds like a good plan we can uh, we can dig into it a bit more uh, on another time cool um so uh why don't you tell people where they can find the show notes they can find the show notes on thebusinessofproperty.com